Welcome to the Fairview Advantage Podcast, the official podcast of the Fairview Park City School District. The Fairview Advantage Podcast takes a closer look at the students, teachers, staff, and programs that make up our school community. We've got unique stories to share, highlighting creativity, innovation, collaboration, and leadership, all part of the Fairview Advantage, our framework for student success. To learn more about us, visit our website at fairviewparkschools.org or find us on social media today. And now, here's this week's episode. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Fairview Advantage podcast. My name is Dan Rakovich, and uh, thanks for joining us here for our first episode of our second season of the podcast. I'm here at Gillis Sweet Elementary with two of our elementary school counselors. I have Robin Schlesinger and Meredith Schulte here today, and we're going to talk a little bit about uh, counseling at the elementary level. So thanks for much uh, for joining us today. Thanks for having us. Thanks Dan. for having us. Let's just talk a little bit about the both of you first. Can you provide some history on, on you know, uh, your education and experience in education? And how did you decide you wanted to become a school counselor? Well, um, I actually started my career in education about um, 20 years ago. Um, I was an intervention specialist for eight years. Um, so that's what I got my undergrad in at Miami University. Um, and any teachers who are listening to this know that a huge part of teaching isn't just addressing kids' academic needs, but also their social-emotional needs. So after teaching for a while, I discovered that I really had a special passion for supporting kids' social and emotional needs. So um, I then decided to get my master's degree in school counseling. And at that time, I was actually living in the Boston area. So um, I went to Leslie University next door to Harvard University. That's my claim to fame. <laughs> but um, and then the rest is history. So I've actually officially been a school counselor for longer than I was an inter intervention specialist, um, but been loving every second of it. Uh, this is my 27th year in education. Um, I spent 21 years teaching science in grades fifth through eighth grade. And then um, I decided to. I have had my master's degree in in school counseling for a, a long time, and I decided to make the switch over to a school counselor, and I've been loving every minute because then I get to talk to kids more and interact with them more than I did in the science classroom. Well, what does a school counselor focus on at the elementary level to specifically help with instruction? And, you know, how does this different, how does this differ or support the role of a teacher or an aide in the classroom? Well, we do lots of different, we wear lots of hats, I would say, um, in the elementary level, um, at every level, school counselors traditionally wear a lot of hats. Um, but here at Gillis Suite specifically, um, you know, we're mainly in charge of um, helping to ensure that the school climate is a positive one, that students feel safe and happy and ready to learn when they're at school. Um, and we, you know, do a lot of we help with instruction specifically in that we almost it's like we're sort of in the background right so um we students who might be feeling some anxiety about coming to school for example you know maybe we 
do what we can to help intervene with them and, and the, help the families support them so that they're ready to learn and they're feeling feeling good when they're coming to school. Um, but we're also part of um, our multi-tiered systems of support team here at Gillis Suite and at Parkview, um, or we refer to it as MTSS for short. Um, and our MTSS framework um, was designed to identify students who are struggling both academically or social, emotionally, or behaviorally. And then once these students are identified, then the teachers and the rest of the MTSS team can decide how to intervene and help support those students so that they are, um, you know, able to be as successful as possible at school. Um, we also kind of help teach the kids to use their voices and to be upstanders so that way they're standing up for themselves, standing up for others here at school. And so that's a big thing for the elementary school to kids, age kids to learn. Mm-hmm. We just try to help them be their best problem solvers. Are there specific ways that elementary counselors help develop individual plans for students and, and to support? I mean, obviously, every kid is different, right? Every kid comes with a, a different background, a, a different situation. You know, how are and how are some of these responses and issues kind of unique at the elementary level as compared to like middle school and high school? As Meredith said, we're part of the MTSS process here, which helps develop um, plans for those students for those interventions. Um, And we're more on the behavior intervention side as opposed to the academic intervention side with the teachers um, that the teachers are. So here at the elementary school, it looks a little different because we might like teach them you know like social emotional skills we might teach them like how to get along with others or how to make a friend friend or how to keep a friend instead of um, what it might look like at the middle school high school they should hopefully already have those skills but you know there's a few that might need that intervention still but it looks completely different down here can we talk a little bit about social and emotional development I mean we've it's a big part of uh, what we do here and in the Fairview Park City Schools but can we give a little talk about that Sure. So social development is really the child's ability to, you know, be able to engage in, create, sustain, um, you know, meaningful relationships. And that's with both kids and, you know, other adults in their lives. Um, And emotional development, we kind of put it all together, social emotional development, um, because it does kind of, it's like all encompassing, kind of all together, goes hand in hand. But emotional development is, you know, when kids are able to um, regulate their emotions, um, man, you know, express how they're feeling and then be able to recognize how they're feeling, um, and then respond in a, a way that's appropriate. And then, you know, the reason why this is so important in schools is we do consider this, these are foundational skills, you know, to make sure that we want to make sure that students, um, have those foundational skills and are, um, are able to be ready to learn, Um, And part of that is managing those frustrations, um, having a growth mindset when, you know, when we're making a lot of mistakes or when we don't understand something. Um, You know, we talk a lot about growth mindset. We don't know how to do that yet, but we're learning and it's okay to make mistakes because that's all a part of learning. So when we lay those foundational skills here, um, you know, then we just hope that they're better prepared to be successful and be, be the best the best student and the best human they can be. It helps them to understand themselves better too. Like if they can regulate those emotions, if they can interact with other people, it helps them to kind of um, understand how they fit into the world and how they fit into a classroom and how they fit into the society, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. And when you really think about it too, um, 
I get highly emotional sometimes, right? And, and mm-hmm. that's, it's a learned skill like anything sure. else, right? And, and, and yeah. like you mentioned, learning to express emotion and mm-hmm. how you're feeling is an important part mm-hmm. of what you do because sure. uh, maybe they're uncomfortable or maybe they just don't know how. But mm-hmm. really, and how to express it in a healthy way, too. You know, like yeah. As opposed to lashing out at someone, okay, I know I'm upset. What can I do instead of hitting my next door neighbor? You know, mm-hmm. like kind of thing. Sure. So. If we go into a classroom... And I say, what is my favorite thing to talk about? They'll all say feelings, <laughs> right? So <laughs> they know we're, you know, we're the feelings teachers. And, you know, again, that's the, that's that foundational part. And it's, it's such a hard skill. As you said, Dan, it's hard for a lot of adults. It's hard for me, even as a school counselor, sometimes to regulate my emotions or help, um, you know, cope with uncomfortable feelings, as we call it here, um, those uncomfortable, uncomfortable feelings. It's hard for us to cope with those in healthy ways sometimes, too. So it's something that we that we work on and that we do lessons every single year, um, starting already in kindergarten. And we still talk about, um, you know, obviously the lessons morph and change as the students develop and get older. But it is a common theme, you know, throughout um, all of our classroom lessons throughout kindergarten and fifth grade. When fifth I was ab- grade. And I was about to ask, right? It's not just for kids that are struggling with that. It's really a lesson for, for every all student of our in the students, school. Yeah, yeah all absolutely. of our students. And they know like, my favorite description of us was the feelings teachers came in today to talk to us. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was kind of, it was cute. And, and it, the kids then, you know, see us as someone they could talk to if they need to, you know, like if they're feeling those frustrated feelings, those uncomfortable feelings, they can see us as someone that they could go to help with them if they need John's safe place is another area in the school, right, where kids yes. can kind of go there and, mm-hmm. and uh, maybe calm down. Yep. Or, or can we talk a little bit about John's safe place as a as a resource here, yes. another added resource at Guild Suite? We are so thankful for the gift um, of John's safe place um, from the um, John Haney Foundation. And yeah, our students utilize that the room frequently. They know, you know, we created a video, so they learned how to um, use it. Um, and know what to do. They know that they ask their teacher to come down to John's safe place and they check in and they, you know, um, set their timer and they practice coping strategies, breathing strategies, you know, um, calming things, uh, calming activities like coloring or just we've simply got, like, w- watching the fish or, you know, mm-hmm. playing with the fidgets in the room. They can um, use that time to calm themselves mm-hmm. down. And then once their timer goes off, if they've reevaluated and they feel better, they head back to class. And it's just kind of a, a nice place that the kids can go mm-hmm. to, you know, use that um Use those emotions. Sure. Know, deal with those emotions. And it, we, in this, a smaller scale, our classrooms also have safe spaces, which are different than John Safe Place. But um, through our conscious discipline initiative that we um, that we started several years ago, um, our we we have spaces in the classrooms where there are fidgets, where there are reminders of our breathing strategies that we practice with our students every year, um, just that if they're in the classroom and they don't want to leave the classroom to calm down or don't need to go all the way down to John's safe place, they can do it on a, you know, calm down in a quiet space in the classroom on a smaller scale. Um, and so we try to, you know, integrate these, um, these strategies, these coping strategies throughout our building um, and everywhere. And so. you'll find the safe spaces in every room in the building. So even in the gym, in the library, in art room, all that even have a safe space. So if the kids need it, like a quick one, they don't have to come all sure. the way down to John's Safe Place, as a wonderful resource as it is, but um, they can calm down in that area and then head right back to class. Sure. Anytime you want to 
hook me into some of those breathing strategies. I, oh. I could definitely use that. If you went into one of our classrooms, I think our students could could show you because again, that's one of those things that we hit every year with our students. K through five is practicing breathing strategies, and of course, as they get older, we you know incorporate some more um, developmentally, like some more. Um, some different strategies. Some just use. different yeah. strategies. Like they're able to, you know, try. So rather than the main four, they, we introduce other ones as they get older so that they have more options to mm -hmm. use to calm themselves down. Yeah. Can we talk a little bit about Warrior Pride? I'm going a oh, little yeah. bit off script here. But, sure. um, you know, what is Warrior Pride here look like at, at Gillis Suite? And, you know, mm -hmm. kind of what's the end goal for having all the students engage in Warrior Pride? And it's a, uh, mm -hmm. it's like every eight days or something like that, right? They do the Pride Houses. Is that correct? Right. Yeah. So, um, Warrior Pride is part of our PBIS, Positive Behavior Intervention and Support System here at Gillis Suite and throughout the district. And um, it is something that it, it's, it's a, it's a f behavior expectations that, um, so it's a way for our students to learn and to remember what our behavior expectations are here at Gillis Suite. So, um, and across the district too. So our Warrior Pride, P-R-I-D-E, P stands for positive choices. R is respect, I is integrity, D is determination, and E is engaged. And we talk with our students very frequently um, and remind them about how do you show warrior pride in every single part of our school building. And of course, it would be we we always say you showing warrior pride and out in the community is expected as well. So how can you make a positive choice in the classroom? And what does that look like? What does it look like to make a positive choice at recess? What does it look like to make a positive choice in the um, technology lab, right? So um, we teach and reteach um, these behavior expectations. And one way that we have set aside to do that at Gillis Suite is um, our Pride House days is what we call them. So every, every Violet Day, at least for the first semester, we don't do it every Violet Day in the second semester, but at least the first semester we have our whole building stops and we all, our students are mixed up. Um, through grade levels and they go to their pride houses, which is a different teacher than they're used to um, with a different set of kids. And we talk about, um, for our younger students especially, we reinforce and teach and reteach those behavior expectations. In the older grades, we do still reteach those behavior expectations, those warrior pride um, expectations, but also um, we do other things. So this year we're really excited. Our PBIS committee has decided that we're going to do some leadership training for our fourth and fifth graders um, th during our Pride House times to give them opportunities to be more of a leader um, in our building. Um, but also during that Pride House time for all grade levels, we work on, um, we, we, they all participate in social emotional learning lessons where um, we do talk about those difficult things like growth mindset like I mentioned earlier like we reinforce conflict resolution strategies or coping skills um, or talk about in, like inclusion and diversity and that's all part of um, building a, you know a safe and healthy climate and culture here at Gillis. It also gives the students, um, our Pride Houses also give students and other adults in the building to check in with. So if, you know, they're having maybe a conflict with a teacher, they can always obviously come to Meredith or I, or they could go to their Pride House teacher and be like, hey, what can I do? How do I solve this? You know, so it gives them another adult to kind of have mm -hmm. with, uh, you know, here in the building. It's so important for our students to have 
to for us to make sure that they can tell us important um, and trusted adults in their lives, both at home and at school, that they mm-hmm. can go to if they're having difficulties. And then a lot of students, it's pretty cool because they may, like our younger students especially, they may end up having their Pride House teacher for second grade. You know, so if they were in first grade and they had, you know, a second grade teacher like Mrs. Krivosh, for example, and then, oh, then when she's in second grade, she gets her letter to say she's in Mrs. Krivosh's class, then, you know, that student's really excited because they already have developed that relationship and they know them. So I hear that a lot, like, oh, so-and-so is my Pride House teacher and I have him this year. I'm so excited. And I hear that from teachers, too. The reverse is true, too. Like, they're super excited to have teachers they've had in the past. So, like, if a third grader might have their first grade teacher again, and so they're like, oh, I had her when I was in first grade. I loved her, you know, Mm -hmm. whatever. And so they're ex- excited about getting to see other teachers sure, in the building. Sure. Mm-hmm. The idea of growth mindset is also pretty neat, right? Mm-hmm. I think a lot of adults, yeah. including myself, mm-hmm. uh, could practice growth mindset a little bit more, <laughs> yeah. right? And it's it's we all can. It's the idea, right? And you can correct me here that uh, you haven't learned it yet, mm-hmm. right? You haven't figured that out yet. Yeah. I mean, I yeah. I wish I could apply that every day, kind mm-hmm. of in my daily life. That mm-hmm. I may not be good at it now, but right. with practice and time. Yep. You may be good at it, right? And that's an important lesson for kids to, to mm-hmm. know that. I mean, you, right. right? There's a lot of expectations and there's mm-hmm. a lot of uh, feeling that maybe these kids are under pressure because mm-hmm. of certain areas. But yeah. really, it's, you know, they, they're, they're young. They have so much room to grow, correct? Right. And yes. it, hel- it helps, too, even in their academic subjects, because, like, fractions is always the big one. I hate fractions. I can't do fractions. And we, we're always like, yet. You can't do fractions yet. Like, it's coming. You're going to get it. it you know, it, it's going to click one of these days, you know. And they're like, oh, okay. And, and so an, they do that. An important skill um, for success through life is that perseverance or grit is like sort of like the educational term I think that I think it's an educational term a lot that we use now with growth that is attached to growth mindset is grit so it helps our students develop grit like okay this is a real challenge but I'm I'm not going to give up I'm going to keep going and I'm going to keep tackling it so um and that's something that we again like yeah we said it's something that even adults still still need to to work on and it is one of our um needs that we've identified through our student surveys and things that um, our students still, you know, I mean, they're, they're making progress and and there are, it's looking better, but that is one of the lower, you know, uh, areas, the, 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 I shouldn't say lower areas. I would say one of the, the areas for improvement, for a lot of improvement. What other kind of counseling services are provided for children at the elementary level? Are there are there more? Did we kind of you know cover them all here in our in our conversation? I, I know both of you do quite a bit to to help uh, all the kids here at Gillis Suite, so I want to make sure that you know we get all the all the services that counselors provide. Well, as far as just uh, this, uh, this us the school counselors, so we have various levels of support. So for us, we help with all students, right? Um, so as the school counselors. The biggest part of our job is working directly with students, whether it be one-on-one, small group settings, in a whole class setting, depending on, you know, what we're doing. And if students have, you know, more, you know, one student has a different need than another student. Um, so we off, we do brief sol- solution-focused meetings, sometimes one-on-one with students if they're struggling with something, let's say, like um, conflict resolution skills. So we might meet briefly with a student for, you know, 15, 20 minutes once a week for a while to read stories or, um, you know, review strategies or things like that just to kind of help support them so that they're successful in in the large larger group setting. And then our smaller group settings, we might have, you know, th- anywhere from five to eight students. And like if there's 
a small group of them that are having issues, say, example, conflict resolution, we might get them together and say, okay, these are some strategies we can use. And we, you know, talk about it for a couple weeks. Um, and then, you know, we, we pull them and we have those lessons with them to give them extra strategies that they can use there. Mm -hmm. And then we also have our classroom lessons um, that we go in Kindergarten's a little more often, but first through eighth grade, or first through fifth grade, are um, once a month, and we go in and we have a theme for the month. So the first theme is, um, I believe, being you. So celebrating diversity. Um, and so we are going to go into the, those starting next week, I believe. And um, we're going to talk about, you know, what it means to be diverse, what it means to be even similar, and, and what they have in common with each other, but what makes them unique at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so those are services that we are offering that we offer every day, and then, um, you know, in there are a very small population of students whose you know families might be reaching out looking for more individual um, mental health counseling that isn't provided by us as the school counselors. So um, we have like referral lists of different um, places in the area that other families have used. We also have. Um, the district is contracted with um, a counseling agency, a community-based counseling agency. So, some some uh, few select students might be able to access those services, you know, um, with the permission through an adult and it and it with their you know their family and it's you know um, it is arranged between the counseling agency and the family, um, and the students are seen at school. Um, so that's just one, you know, sort of extra service that we have. It is limited. We don't have, (laughs) we only have a few counselors that are here. Um, but that's also an option. And it is a a good resource to have here. It's Mm kind of nice, but they do have an office as well outside of our building. So like if the family decides they no longer want them to be seen here at school, they could also be seen at their office too, Mm -hmm. which is nice. We've always had this in a, in a way in the school, but it's just in the last few years, like morphed a little bit different into something that looks a little bit different as far as like the services they're able to there, they provide, but we have always traditionally had like an outside agency that does uh, work with the school and the families. So, so talking about families, if a parent, if a guardian has more questions or maybe has a concern, can they just reach out to you kind of directly mm-hmm. based on their their grade level, Absolutely. either here at Gillis Suite or at Parkview? Um, they just, I mean, I know that your name and number is an email address <laughs> is typically in the newsletter, but yep. right, I mean, parents should. Yep. Uh, feel like they should reach out to yes. you, correct? Yes, absolutely. Abs- Anytime they need, you know, just to even ask a question about their student, we can, you know, try to help as much as we can. Um, Meredith has grades first, second, and third this year, and I have grades um, kindergarten, fourth, and fifth this year. And the nice thing, too, about um, what we've decided is that we loop up with our students. So, um, every year we have a little bit of a different combination of grade levels because the students who are in first, second, and third grade this year will also be my students next year. So instead of servicing first, second, and third, I'm going to be servicing second, third, fourth, and 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 so on. And same thing with Robin. So the great thing about this system that we have found is that we get to know the students so well. We get to know the families really well, and it um, it's just it's so it's so helpful in being able to support. Um, our population. So we really love that, that we have the option and the opportunity to do yeah. that. 
So going back to Warrior Pride for a second here before we... Uh, first Warrior Pride was last week, wasn't it? Was, it? it was, yes, yes. And how did it go? Did we... I mean, it was a, it, it's awesome experience, right? Yeah, it the was great. The kids got to um, get to know each other. They played some Would You Rather games, and they mm-hmm. got to uh, meet their new teachers and meet their new friends in mm-hmm. their Pride house. So it was really fun. And we're... Um, we also began our introduction um, every year we do start with hello um, week, which is also being done. It's a district-wide initiative um, and it's through the Sandy Hook Promise um, and Start With Hello is a program that is aimed to end social isolation and to make sure that all students feel as though they belong, as though they're cared about, as and you know, not lonely or ignored. And so we introduced the Start With Hello idea. Our older students are familiar with it because this isn't their first time um, experiencing it. But um, so we started to introduce that because that next week we also have, we have our next Pride House next week in the middle of Start With Hello week. So we'll be doing some activities throughout the week. So parents, you can be looking for info about that because we'll be sending stuff home this week, weekend in the blast. And um, so that'll be our our uh, focus for next week so i think it's really neat that the kids um you know it's 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 a different every time you know the kids Mm -hmm. that they meet yeah through the pride houses is Mm -hmm. is you know it's not just the same group or the same class right Mm -hmm. it's really you're really intermingled with all the kids in the school that's right and does that change every pride house every year just every year just every year yeah it gives them an opportunity to get to know one group of kids and then have be together throughout the whole year, and then we mix them up again the following year. What didn't I ask? What What else do we want to talk about? Wow, Dan, I don't know. I, I think, think that might be everything. Asked yeah. a lot of questions. I'm trying <laughs> to think a lot of, of information. Well, and both of you do so very much. I just wanted to make sure that we, uh, you know, got it all on the record here. Oh, thank um, you. But thank, thank you, you for everything that you do, and uh, we, I really appreciate the work that you do. Uh, the, the The Pride Houses, I think, are amazing, and the the service projects that that both mm-hmm. of you coordinate. Uh, really are beneficial to the community, not only here in Fairview Park, but right the, the region, the mm-hmm. Cleveland area region. Yep. So mm-hmm. thank you for all your work on that. Yeah, so, absolutely. And thanks for joining me today. Thanks, thanks for Dan. having us. Okay. And thank you for joining us for another episode of the Fairview Advantage podcast. And we look forward to having you join us on our next episode. Thanks so much. Thank you for tuning into the Fairview Advantage podcast. If you have something you'd like to hear on a future episode, submit your idea at fairviewparkschools.org forward slash podcast. We look forward to connecting with you in future episodes of the Fairview Advantage podcast. Until then, go Warriors!